I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 608. I hate movie titles like this. It's not technically called Alive, you know that, right? It's technically, it's technically called hashtag alive, <laughs> which is dumb. Well, not no, it's in, dumb in the context of the movie. Look, there's no, no such thing as a wrong opinion, but it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, Gramps, continue. <laughs> so, uh, so there, that's the movie of the week. So let's uh, let's go around the virtual table, and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin, and this is Tom. And joining us this week, our uh, our guest of the week is. None other than the one and only librarian, Cynthia. Hey, how's it going? It is going well. I am mostly awake. I'm hyped up on coffee and some crystal meth, but mostly coffee. <laughs> well, if you keep doing enough meth, you know what that means. I'll divorce you. <laughs> I'm surprised that at this time, right now, it is 4 a.m. Yeah, she's in Hawaii, so people know, yeah. So, I mean, we really honestly should be broadcasting from the the lovely sandy beaches of Hawaii, I mean, in her honor. Well, it could be worse because I think it's a six hour difference otherwise because we don't do daylight savings time here. Oh, so it's only five now. Stupid. (laughs) Yeah, I'm mad at Hawaii. I was actually supposed to go there in May. And uh, I'm not You're mad, mad at Hawaii. At Hawaii? It's I don't not think Hawaii's it's Hawaii. Fault. Yeah, it's what? Hawaii's fault. But but I'm still I was frustrated. <laughs> we were going to stay at uh, at the the Disney Resort. We were going to take the kids and do a whole thing. And and nope, no travel. Oh, did Disneyland Matt get you his discount? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he might charge extra at this point. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. So, but yeah, we were we were going to go out that way. But uh, now we now we can't. <laughs> well, so. you would have gone out that way. That's the problem. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think you would have come back. Yeah. And we should also say that Librarian Cynthia, I think she might be our our like our first. I it's weird to say fan, but first person that listened a lot that yeah. wasn't someone we knew in real life. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. You know, and I think I'm not sure you guys realize how it's slightly creepy how much I know about you guys. <laughs> I have been listening to you almost weekly for the past like seven years. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, if, so yeah. If you uh, if you listen from the beginning, like <laughs> just by like stray things we mentioned, you can you can put together a pretty good idea about what <laughs> what goes on in our lives. Yeah. yeah. Tom, I remember when you were hesitant to talk about your ex. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so. So the reason for that was when all when this started, like we were still hot and heavy in court, and so I right. didn't want any of it to get used against me. And now I don't give. <laughs> I don't care anymore. So, Court's over. Yeah, well, like, for now. No, I mean I was just got done with court again for because. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have a rare distinction for my gender, which is I receive child support. So <laughs> I um. I, get I think a, you're the one. I get a whopping like 180 bucks a month. <laughs> all right. So that's that's all it takes to raise a kid don't, in the state of Missouri is 180. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, you're right. I originally I was like uh, I don't know, and then at some point I was just like, f it. <laughs> Tell with it. We're yeah. doing it. Well, you better do your plugs. I think we've gotten yes. off the track. Yeah, we have. That's she. She knows to fit in, right? She's like she's right? throwing us. Off on tangents, like right like that. So you're going to do great. <laughs> I can segue you into a hole where I will not know where I have started like 20 minutes later. Yeah, so right. I apologize. Just mute me. Edit me out. That's so fine. were you like that before you started listening to Real Spoilers or did we draw that out in you? <laughs> you know, I think you draw it out of me because uh, my friends, basically, we we have like a thing where we call like segue no signpost. Yeah. Because I'll just suddenly like take the conversation off in an entirely different direction. <laughs> and the looks of confusion, it's just I like that saying. In my, I think yeah. I might start using in it. In my brain, it in my brain it makes sense, but you know. Yeah. I I Real know spoilers. Changing lives. Yeah. <laughs> For the better, right? Well, <laughs> maybe. So uh, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us while you're there. Uh, be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content and the pride of helping out. And you can also become a league of show share member by sharing an episode of the show so people who were kind enough to share the show this week librarian cynthia and and for people if they wonder why she's almost always at the top of the list it's because it's because of the time difference i think it's that's true yeah. i i share them i just write them down in the order they pop up in the shares and uh and she's almost always first and i think it's be- because of She's in Hawaii, so she's getting to it before everybody else. So, uh, you know, I think it's alphabetically. No, it's not. Really? <laughs> yeah, and it, it bounces all around between S's and L's, and yeah, no, I don't think so. But, but uh, maybe it's the order of our biggest fans. Oh, there definitely. you go. It's like <laughs> top fans first. Yeah. So uh, other uh, other people who were kind enough to share the episode this week, uh, as we said, Librarian Cynthia. Also, just a heads up, you don't get mentioned next week because of the Brad Hyen rule. So <laughs> that will be in full effect. But you're a, a long-time <laughs> listener, so you know that. Uh, other people, Griffin Fox-Smith, Tammy Sherman-Powers, Travis T. Witt, Julianne Jordan, Heather Sachs, Gabriel Lugo, Chris Williams, Chris Sanders, Ralph Tribble, Chris Falls, and Chris Magicman. So uh, thank you so much for sharing an episode. We greatly appreciate it. It helps us uh, tremendously. So there's all that. Let's dig into hashtag alive. You know, I always, I always feel like just when you think the zombie genre is done, which it should be at this point, honestly, uh, something comes out that you're just like, oh, this was a thing. This was a thing for a very long time. Well, this movie actually was written in last September, though, right? 
So I think they said they started production in September last year, 2019. This film is really interesting. And one of the reasons I wanted to choose it was it's there's so many parallels with what we're going through now. And zombie movies, horror movies in general, have long been allegories for other social issues going on and and different events in the world. And so this one is such an interesting parallel to the pandemic that we're in right now, but it wasn't even intended or written that way, but it really fell into place and it was released theatrically in in South Korea. And it was like at the top of the box office there. And then it went to VOD. And so I guess Netflix picked it up because it was popular international film, but like people were really, you know, clinging to this movie and it was one that opened the theaters back up overseas and so um it's just really interesting at this time how well it fits and kind of just i think coincidentally is a nice i don't want to say nice but i mean it's it fits in with the parallels to what we're all going through is there a box office total on this like did it do we have any idea of how much money it actually made? I can go over to the box office sites and try to see if they do over I'm just, there. I mean if you're saying that it, it opened in theaters and it's one of the ones that one of the first ones that I guess re-energized or reopened theaters over there. It had to make like a bunch of money. Well, it's like so they said that it in the on opening day it had two hundred and four thousand tickets sold, okay. and then it says after topping charts its first three weeks, it it got up to one point nine million admissions wow. in, in South Korea alone. So that was the one that like once that came out, then a whole bunch of other movies started being like, oh, we can still make money in theaters because <laughs> that was pretty. I would also say that, like, I it this definitely looks like they put some money into it, but not, like, an insane amount of money. Yeah, I don't right? know like, what, uh, like, I thought it was a pretty good-looking movie, uh, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I don't know what constitutes a, uh, a a big budget for a Korean film, so I, I can't get a, I wasn't sure, I couldn't really get a handle on, is this an expensive movie for there or not? So it actually was only a few months ago, so kind of in the middle of things. Um, but it made thirteen point about thirteen point five million equivalent of U.S. dollars, and it was the top of the VOD charts for a while over there too. So I guess Netflix saw that and scooped it up, and it, it's been number one uh, U.S. for Netflix. Yeah, I think when I saw it, it was number ten, like on the most viewed or whatever it went up to number one and then i think it went number one international netflix as well so it's been a popular film and i guess what i was saying is this the zombie genre kind of got reignited around i guess it was like 28 weeks later and the remake of dawn of the dead so like 2004 right and then and then when walking dead came oh, out. oh yeah and then right. it was every zombies everywhere but, you know, I've it, this I was actually really happy with this film and, and happy to see a good zombie movie. Because I, yeah. I, I did really like it. And I feel like I've been missing it. I mean, we were over and dated, like Joe said. But I mean, it's been a while. I can't think of the last good zombie movie. And like, I don't know. I thought this was really well handled. I do think it was a, a, a good looking film. And I, I was into it. I thought the, the zombies looked great. And whoever Practical. was like their well, the, whoever their body coach was, that was pretty awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. along with the little cricky noises, um, I think it was the movements that just made it really creepy. Yeah, I was a little offended that all the zombies were Korean. I thought that was <laughs> a bridge too far. <laughs> well, um, what else would you like to have had, Tom? I just thought that that was racist. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, very good. I, uh, 
Yeah, I you know I I had a little uh, like I thought the movie was fine. It didn't like blow me away. I think some of the problem I might have had is because I was watching the dubbed version. Um, I didn't think the voice actors they chose were all that good. Um, they weren't awful, but but they weren't great. And so, which is usually the case with dubs. I mean, yeah, yeah. Dub, dubbing is just. I, I did the same thing. Like, I started it. I was like, I because when the movie starts, it's basically it's just voiceover from the news. Or from the video game. And I was like, oh, sweet. It's in English. And then your main character started talking. I was like, oh, no. It's not in English. And this is terrible. And it's not awful of a movie to, to choose to dub because there isn't a ton of talking. And, you yeah. know, actually where I got the most confused was whenever he got a text and they would show you the phone and they would subtitle the text, obviously. But, um, but like, I couldn't train my brain to not look at the phone. Yeah. And so I would look at the phone and then realize it's in Korean and then be like, oh, wait, I need to find the subtitle. <laughs> and then by then it was gone. And I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> that's that's always been my complaint with uh, reading the subtitles is if you're like, I just watched uh, the remake of Unforgiven. Like it's like a Japanese remake of Unforgiven. Okay. Granted, I've seen that movie a billion times, but still like I'm not paying attention to what's going on with the actors, but I'm constantly reading. So that's all for me. That's I'm ne- I'm terrible about like being able to do both at the same time because I have OCD and ADD. So like, I can't, I can't just like look at both. Yeah. So I feel like you missed something. And luckily in this one, that's not the case because when they're, when the subtitles are happening, it's just character development. Like it's not the action stuff. Right. So, when the action stuff hits, you don't need right. to see anything. You don't need to, to read anything. But luckily in this one, the only time there's subtitles is when you're just talking between two characters. And that's works out very nicely for me. Yeah, yeah I, I was lucky that uh, librarian Cynthia told me when we did our Zoom test that you could put on the original Korean audio because I couldn't figure out how to do it. I didn't realize with Netflix that the audio is under the subtitles. I mean, I just thought that that was only for subtitles, and I always have subtitles on. Like, that's the permanent on for my Netflix and all my other services. That doesn't drive you bonkers? Oh, no. I I comprehend so much more with the subtitles on. There's so many times in a movie where whether it's during loud music or sounds, um, I, I miss... I would... I tell myself so many times, oh, I would have had no idea what they would have said. Yeah. And I wouldn't have rewound it either. I mean, mm. I, you comprehend, I comprehend so much more that way. So anyway, it's always on. And I didn't think to go to subtitles for audio. But she told me that. And so I went back and I watched it last night just to, you know, have it at the top of my mind. And I agree. And it's the case with all dubs, though. The original audio is so much better the way that it's intended. If you can, if you can do it, I recommend it that way. But I don't think you miss a ton. It's just that extra that extra level where you can, you know, you get the, the acting and the emotions from the people sure. who were performing them at that time. It feels more authentic. Um, but you know, it's, I don't think this, this movie, if you were going to choose one to do dubbed is probably the one to do. Normally I'm like Joe. Well, once I see the words going, all I'm doing is reading and I'm not paying attention to anything in the background. It's because you're a librarian. But, yeah. All I'm doing <laughs> is I'm reading, but, but Norm, but, when I watched the first dubbed version, I hated Junyu, and he's the lead character guy because yeah. his voice in English it's kind of it's kind of wussy. <laughs> and then when you when you listen to the actual his voice, he's it's like three registers lower, and he's actually uh, he gets a lot of emotion and he sounds mm-hmm. um, 
less millennial, I guess. That's what he sounds <laughs> less millennial. Yeah, he comes off uh, in the dub version anyway. Is kind of a petulant child sometimes. Yeah, he's whiny. He's yeah. really whiny. And and you're just like, come on, dude. And then yeah, that's kind of that's definitely not who he's supposed to be. I mean, yes and no. I feel like he's supposed to be kind of a, he's he's supposed to be kind of a dope and ha- and hapless, yeah. I guess, but not whiny as much. Yeah, I I mean, I think it's both because from from what I take, it seems I mean, it seems like his family has money. He has a lot of electronics. Uh, you know, he's got all these screens, a nice computer. He's a he's a streamer like he does YouTube streaming videos. He has drones and nice cell phones. And so I take it in the house looks really nice. So I take it that he has a lot of money and he's very much like a computer gamer kind of isolated into that world. And so I think when it push comes to shove i mean he can play call of duties he can shoot people in the computer games but he has no idea really he kind of freaks out when the zombies come and so i feel like it's a mix of like he is kind of wimpy like as far as he's he doesn't go out and do hiking and physical activities he's a just a computer gamer but i also don't think that he's completely worthless and so i think maybe the voice kind of lends itself to be like because it sounds higher higher pitched in the dub it seems like he's really whiny but really he's just kind of not of that physical world you know he's not used to doing things with his own hands which i think is a nice parallel they're kind of trying to draw where it's like you know he's on the computer games but he doesn't know how to handle himself in the Can't real world. Fight for nothing i think that's sometimes the problems with with a, a movie like this i like a it's, it's set in korea like i don't know anything really about the the social construct of Korea. So I couldn't get a gauge on if this is a good part of town, a bad part of town, um, especially because all the apartment cluster, like at first I thought we were going to get a zombie version of rear window. The way, uh, So I thought we were going to get a zombie version of like the raid. Yeah. But like the way he, he's looking at, the, he can see all the other apartments. Like they're all kind of like forming a, a courtyard. And so mm-hmm. I like, like in, in America, that would not be, a luxury apartment, and so right. I was. I'm thinking maybe as you go up, they're they're more high end or fancier, maybe. Yeah, that could be. I I have no idea, and so it I, looked like. I mean, at least when we get to the, it looks like Cynthia had some thoughts. She was shaking her head. <laughs> She's like, "You people no, are dumb." No, I don't think it's like that. <laughs> yeah, but um, well, speaking as an Asian representing, oh no, I have no clue um, <laughs> how it is. To me, it just seemed like a really easy way to get kind of a a very cheap i mean it was a very you just have one setting it's a bottle episode just have it yeah you have it in one parking lot and one building yeah Yeah. i I absolutely agree i think that's the the ultimate choice is it was just a a structural choice by the filmmakers that this is the a cheaper way to film this because yeah the bulk of it takes place in in two apartments and and a parking lot and so to your point tom is when they get to the eighth floor like the apartment looks the same yeah so i feel like they're all they i feel like this is the uh, to what to your point, Tom, as just like a complex. Yeah, just a complex with a courtyard, basically. It's hard to tell because you don't really get the other rooms. Like I didn't see any of his other rooms where we get like uh, other rooms in the top one. But um, what I was surprised at was I was thinking, okay, this is a, like a chamber piece. This is a cheap way to film, like you guys were saying, and I get that. But but then you would go outside of his apartment. And the production value, as far as practical effects that were really mm-hmm. good, a ton of real zombies and makeup and, and, and huge crowds and cars and destruction going on, different settings. Like, 
it is in one location as far as the complex, not just in the room, which I was thinking it was going to be more isolated to the room. But when they went outside of, of his place, they really did a good job. Like it was not, it wasn't done on the cheap, you know, it was, there weren't a lot of locations, but the ones that they used looked they good. actually, yeah, they looked good. Yeah. And they also used a lot of people, vehicles, items, to where, um, yeah, I was thinking it was just a way to like green screen the outside and then, oh, they're all going to be inside and, you know, they could go to different buildings. But this is kind of the new zombie that we have now. Like this is the Dawn of the Dead zombie. Like mm-hmm. they don't we've we're long past the George Romero zombie that mm-hmm. is no longer uh, a thing anymore. But I Isn't think it 28 that, days later that did the fast moving zombie. first. So 28 days later didn't actually. Oh, good Lord neck beard scratching right now 28 days later isn't a zombie movie it's an outbreak movie they're not zombies they're infected with a with a with a virus they're not dead uh that was the big but the idea of that fast moving um zombie which came back in 28 or came back in dawn of the dead Zack snyder's dawn of the dead which is a just what a film (laughs) what a film career that guy has had (laughs) Like, you start at Dawn of the Dead, which is a fantastic remake. We've talked about it a billion mm-hmm. times. And now he's, you know, making a Justice League movie for uh, HBO Max. Let's, you know, that's what it is. And he's, I think he's doing his, another zombie movie for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's, he's got, got one. So Army of the Dead or something. Yeah. Something like that. With Dave Batista. Drax is in that movie. Um, but, but Joe, if, I mean, if we're going to. You know, we use zombie as like this overarching generic term, yes. but I mean, yes. but if we're going to get that technical and start pushing our glasses up, then this <laughs> this movie's an outbreak movie too. Then they're they're not dead; they start coming down with it, and then start like correct getting sicker. So, I mean, I still would call this a zombie movie, but yeah, I think the average consumer is going to yes. look at this and go zombie. Yeah. Same with Twenty Eight Days Later. Like this yeah. is kind of like, I don't know. Did anybody see Mayhem? No, no. Uh, so it was a Shutter. I think it was a shutter flick. The insurance, the, the car insurance guy. I saw that. Yeah, no. Well, so it's uh, Glenn from The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and he. It's kind of like this movie. So he's like a hapless uh, dude who works in an office, and this virus gets loose in an office. Now you don't turn into a zombie, but it takes away like your ability to reason. So, like, when you're like, huh, I shouldn't go punch that guy in the face, that is, you will, like, I'm just going to go punch that guy in the face. Mm-hmm. So, this whole office gets infected, this office building gets infected with this virus, uh, and he's got to, like, fight his way through the office. It's, uh, what is that guy's name? Steven Yoon. Yeah, he's Samara, so good. And Samara Weaving. Oh, wow. Really? And it's, yeah, it's a, it's a fun little movie, but it reminded me a lot of this where uh, he's kind of, you know, uh, doesn't know how to fight. Kind of like Sean, like from Sean of the Dead. Like, yeah. that. That new that Sean archetype character is now I feel like the go to in zombie movies. Yeah, I mean it's just I think it's fun for the audience that you so can put every yourself, man. Yeah, yes, like exactly. I mean that's yeah. how even when I saw George Romero's Dawn of the Dead, I always that's my favorite, followed by the the James Gunn Zack Snyder remake. I always thought, wow, how fun would it be to have a whole mall at your disposal? I mean, there's a whole series of video games called Dead Rising. There's four yeah. of them. They're incredible, so much fun, and those are based on the idea of the Dawn of the Dead movies, where you're an average person and you're in a mall trapped with zombies, and you have every store, sporting goods, 
games, uh, golf carts or whatever they use to cruise around the wall. I mean, everything's at your disposal. And how fun would it be to piece together whatever you can and fight off these hordes of zombies? Like I, that idea, I think, is really neat because you can relate to it. I mean, you can be in the military and have tanks and all these guns. And that's just not as fun as a person trying to figure out how the hell am I going to survive? Yeah. And that's I don't know, like the, the Romero stuff is very different. The Romero stuff is very political with without being political and that happens a lot in horror movies well not necessarily not necessary political but it's a social commentary it's a social, social commentary i guess yeah. that's true so yeah, yeah, yeah. The, right. the you know uh night of the living dead was racism dawn of mm-hmm. the dead is consumer capitalism and, and yep. spending and, and material possessions so it's there that's what i was saying earlier is that they're usually a social commentary and this one kind of falls into the pandemic even on though, accident on accident even though it wasn't <laughs> yeah. made to be that way it's, it's creepy it's creepy how like when you're watching this, the news will like, it, the news will pop in, and they're just like, "Well, we don't really know what caused it," and then they're just like, "Well, maybe it was this," and then, "Well, maybe it was something else." You know, the only thing it's missing is people insisting that it's their right to become <laughs> yeah. zombies. Right? <laughs> Wasn't that like part of the the hilarious part though when they had the news release? The first one is like the first symptoms are one um, growling. Two bleeding from the eyes, and three like oh, by the way, cannibalistic tendencies. Yeah, I feel like you know, that should like, oh. be number one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you buried the lead there. Yeah, right. and and then they had like the news guys where they had the the infectious disease specialist is kind of like getting interrupted by the news guy who keeps saying so it's mental illness, right? And she's like, no, it's a it's a disease. Yeah, and it's very creepy how. And I honestly, I don't, I don't know what the news is doing in other countries. I have no idea. I can only say what laughing it's doing at the U.S. US. Like, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, but it's just like I can only assume that it's not like the news we're getting here, where you've got morons walking through Target playing "We're not going to take it" with you know because they don't. They oh, don't you mean the news about them, not about us? No, I mean like, you mean like what is their news? You mean like what they're their... reporting? Yeah, not yeah, yeah. How, yeah. Like, reporting. how are they reporting oh, what's going on? I thought you meant of us. We... I'm like, oh yeah, they're no, probably no, no. reporting <laughs> the exact same idiots. <laughs> that <laughs> yes, no. I just mean like I don't know how they're handling yeah. getting the information out compared to how terrible better. we are at doing it. Yeah, better. <laughs> so right. let's talk about the characters and Jun Wu uh, starting off isolated in his apartment complex here. So he like like we talked about he's. Um, kind of an introvert where he just his life is uh consumed with media he's, he's a youtube streamer online, he's yeah he's a youtube streamer he's playing online gaming so he has in my opinion no real world experience and then he wakes up and he starts streaming and while he's streaming all of a sudden like people on the game are like are you seeing what's going on are you watching the news and he kind of walks away and he walks outside and he sees all hell breaking loose. Like it's, he sees people, you know, um, I mean, swarming out of these apartment buildings and just being demolished. This is cool. I mean, this is basically the cold this is a open. Cool scene. This is yeah. before you get the title scene and all that, and it just starts right away with the chaos. And there's like, isn't there a fire truck that comes and bowls over cars? Right. Something like, yeah. yeah. There's it's, all this. It's, it's crazy. It's really impressive. I mean, looking too again because 
you're not just trapped in this apartment. Yes, a lot of it is this uh, character study and how he handles things, at least the first half of the movie. But then when he looks out his window and you see this huge complex, which has this parking lot in between and other buildings, they do a really good job of practical effects and the CG that they do looks good. Uh, but there's a lot of chaos going on outside with cars being destroyed and people uh, being swarmed by zombies. It looks really good. Yeah. The random mom with a cleaver. I was oh, confused man. by that at first because <laughs> that on my second watch, it made more sense. And I think it did yeah. because of the not doing the dub. But at first I thought that the mom was the zombie because I thought the little girl was like, mom, mom. And I think she is. But since she was talking, I'm like, well, zombies don't talk. But the, I'm like, well, why does the zombie have a cleaver? But it's the opposite. The mom is like per- trying to protect herself. Right. From zombies. She, I mean, she's yeah. looking for her daughter. But then, but the little girl, I think, is just turning. Like she at yeah. first is like yeah. mom, but then it kicks in to where you know the way these quote unquote zombies work is you start getting these symptoms where, like Cynthia said, you're feeling bad and and then your eyes bleed and then all of a sudden you start doing this like this awesome your, your body like contorts yeah and... the the sound mixing was fantastic with all the cracking and the creepy noises and then i think this girl that that uh june Wu is watching out the window she then goes from looking to her mom to starts eating her mom <laughs> yeah well she they're hugging like the mom embraces the daughter and the daughter's hands never come up and you're like yeah. oh that's bad like that's not good and then, of course, she starts chomping on her neck. You don't normally open a zombie movie with a tearful reunion. <laughs> yeah, like that's... Right. <laughs> that's like the first five minutes of the movie. So yeah, it's yeah. just like, boom. It hits you. Yeah, which I appreciate. Like, it's sometimes with right. these, like in uh, Night of the Living Dead actually did a very similar thing where there's a zombie attack almost immediately. Like at the, at the, at the cemetery. They're coming between, to get you, Barbara. Between Barbara and, and Johnny. Like there's a, yeah. you don't realize it's, it's happening until it's happening. And then within like, I don't know, five minutes, you're off and running. That's such a good movie. Makes me want to watch them. that again. I got to tell you, go check out the remake from like 198. Tom Savini directed a remake. I've never seen that. It's not bad. It, I mean, it's Tony Todd. Tony Todd plays the main character. Okay. It's got a bunch of people you would recognize okay. now. Um, and he did the makeup. So it's, you know, it's going to be okay. good. I'll have to check that out. But yeah, I mean, they get right into it. And um, the the big, inter- the first interaction he has with one of these is his neighbor comes over to, to try to find some. Stop letting people in your house, man. Right. But he busts, he busts in when he's trying he to, does, he's yeah. looking out to see if, you know, any of his neighbors are alive or what's going on. And this neighbor busts through and he's, he's holding his neck and he's, he seems normal at this point other than he's injured at some point. Like he, he looks at the neighbor and he's like, what happened to your hand? And the guy of course is like, Oh, nothing, nothing. And but he, so that's, that's, that's a nice head fake because he takes like whatever was on his hand off. And there's nothing there. Yeah, nothing you could really see. Maybe on his hand, at least. We can't see. Because they they do another smart thing where he never turns around. Like, you always see him in profile. You never see him straight on or from the other side. Yeah. So you don't see the part of his neck that's got a a bite mark on it. Yeah, he's just kind of holding his neck, but you don't ever really see it because he keeps turning. And then all of a sudden, this is where you get that to see the transformation, that you see how it happens. They do it in tandem with the newscast. Yeah. Where the newscast is like you have you get you know your eyes start bleeding and then of course the guy's eyes start bleeding you're like oh you're in tr-. we know that our main character is going to survive but still he's now trapped in his apartment with uh, not good zombie guy you got to give him credit for these practical effects the yeah they're the, good they're they, real they good. have they have the whiteout contact lenses so their eyes look really creepy and you don't see any color when the the blood that's coming out of their eyes the 
the damage and everything is like prosthetics and makeup and it, it really the the thing that takes you out of a lot of these modern ones is especially when there's swarms of zombies they're all cg right they're like we're not going to hire this many you know doubles or, or whatever this I think, many I think extras the remake to... of dawn of the dead was all practical the one that was bad cg was the uh, world war z world war z there's just so many there's yes. so there's so when, many. when you're falling down you know making themselves climb over each other to, cl- to climb up a wall yeah you can't really do that with real people. right you have to but then also it looks fake so sure. it's it's just a shame when they have to go that route and this one i you got to give them credit like the the people are real i didn't notice any cg people i don't know if they did enhance anything but the ones that you do see on screen are real they've got the makeup um it looked really good and so never once in this movie was i taken out by oh that's a cg zombie you don't get that you know it all is very grounded our main character you know has this pretty good fight uh, ends up pushing the refrigerator in front of the door to keep the zombie out and just kind of collapses on the couch like he's not get, he can't get any cell service I think he's watching uh, maybe somebody on YouTube try to, like, uh, use – they've got their, their selfie stick, and he's, like, leaning out of a window. <laughs> or maybe that was in the complex. Like, maybe that's what he's watching. Yeah, I took it that this complex gets bad cell service. That's yeah, – probably. You're probably right. It was a similar situation with the guy leaned out the window for sure. Yeah. But was that in the complex, or was he watching that on a – Oh, he was watching it. As it ha- he was watching a recording. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's watching okay. a recording, but it's going to be like a callback later when he tries to do yeah. that. Yeah, right. But it's... the guy falls out of the window and dies, where he's like, oh, my God, and turns the video <laughs> yeah. off real quick. Like, it's one of those, like, you know, you've seen in real life, you've got people that are uh, climbing the tops of these towers and buildings and trying to get selfies, and they unfortunately fall to their death trying to get these pictures. And I think that was what he was basically, I mean, it was similar. This guy was, I guess, trying to get cell service or whatnot, but this guy ends up falling out the window and then, you know, check off like, oh, cell reception. Yes. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Uh, so he takes it, he decides, he's like, I got an idea. So he attaches his phone to uh, his drone to get his drone like in the middle. He doesn't have to leave, but he can, he has got like the goggles where you can see everything that's going on. Uh, so he flies his drone out there and his it starts to pick some stuff up. Like he's starting to get some messages and he's got a voicemail from his mom. Uh, but then the drone dies. His phone dies. I think who like th- I think this also shows you the character, how he's not, he's not completely inept as in he's, he's a gamer and he's got tech skills and all this, but he's not the, the brightest bulb. Like he's, you know, <laughs> they keep they, the, the other characters that he does interact with keeps interfering or like calling him an idiot or, Oh, is this guy really a a moron or stupid or whatever? And so he's, he's not hapless. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, he's just kind of doofy. He, he's intelligent, but his, his street smarts, his, you know, he does common sense. Isn't that good at seeing around corners? Like, yeah, you know, (laughs) yes. In a zombie pandemic, not a good skill to not have so he sends this drone out without making sure that everything's charged up you know he makes decisions like that this drone is never charged every time they show you the pov of the drone there's like 15 (laughs) percent battery and he does have electricity uh we learned that even when things like the water start to get shut off uh they the electricity always does stay on so he's able to use his tech and all the gadgets and everything Um, which i was kind of like i I get they need it for narrative purposes, but I'm like, there's no way the power would still be yeah. on. No, they would have turned that off. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, honestly, like with the world going into chaos like it is, I mean, 
I, I don't know the logistics of, I mean, are people worried about cutting the power off or the water off? I mean, I, I, I don't think they were, they were cutting it off. I just think that the infrastructure was starting to collapse. And sure. so if and I would think your water would last way longer than your power would. Definitely. Yeah. That's why like I was that. confused about yeah. the water going off. But so we get we get to like we start seeing him go through the days like it's it shows you that he's you know, it's been five days since the outbreak or since he discovered things. And then he goes to, I think, 10 days. And that's yeah. when the water shuts off. So I'm like, okay, well, he's done for pretty quickly. He ends up spilling his last bottle of water, and then he goes to get more and realizes it's all been turned off, which is like, oh, crap. And so he ends up lapping it up off the table. (laughs) But then they cut to – and they show the liquor cabinet. So at this point, you know that basically the only – liquid he has left is alcohol and he's like sorry booze what else are you gonna do (laughs) he's got all the scotch and everything but then they go to 15 days like this is my biggest complaint of the whole movie which i'm not looking for hyper realism it's a zombie outbreak type movie but then they go to 15 days and i'm like holy crap he has no water and well wasn't he putting out or did he only put that stuff out after that's later like, that's but he after oh, okay. okay he goes okay. from 10 days no water to 15 days and i'm like holy crap five more <laughs> days without water like i don't know i mean could you live on alcohol alone which is doesn't alcohol kind of dehydrate you dehydrates you so he only had alcohol so for five days without water and only alcohol i just don't know how believable that is just drinking the booze man but he's drinking mean, his own urine uh, well, uh, and they never show it, but there's also you. Could, there's water in your toilet, like you can drink. Yeah. You can drink well, the water from the the tank at, of your toilet is clean water. Like that's it sounds gross, but it's that, but it's, it's right. still safe. And that's so. I mean, he's he had that, I guess. Gallons, but I mean, after that, yeah. there's not. But anyway, so that was the only thing I thought was kind of iffy. But then it goes to twenty days, I believe. So now he's gone ten days without any water except for the toilet water they don't show you <laughs> now, and, i don't think he's drinking the toilet water i was just that was just a public oh, yeah, service yeah. announcement for people if they're ever caught in a zombie apocalypse that oh you have sure, water sure, sure. you should drink your toilet you water should, yeah You're right okay. but i mean all he has is alcohol for 10 days which i do not think a human you would die without water in 10 days but anyway know. so he's no no you wouldn't I mean, water yes no no yes. i think you can sir i isn't I don't Food think so. you can go longer without water you cannot go 10 days no way no you couldn't go 10 three days, days. is yeah, I was heard three, three, but I don't know if that's just urban legend. But yeah, but I don't know if al- if drinking the alcohol would buy you time or not. It all, I think it would also depend on on what kinds of alcohol. I mean, I think there's a big difference between between drinking you hard know, liquor and beer, Grand Marnier for for ten days straight versus drinking wine. You know, he's I mean? drinking whiskey, which yeah. is scotch, which is you know well, high we sh- alcohol. We sh- they show him starting with that, but it was a pretty huge liquor cabinet with a lot of with a lot of stuff cabinet. in it. So, oh, right, but it didn't. It wasn't beers, which are three percent. No, it certainly alcohol. wasn't. What I beer. mean is, it's yeah. it's alcohol, alcohol. It's yeah. you know the hard liquor. So anyway, he goes ten days. Again, just suspend your disbelief. But that was the only thing technically where I was thinking if this was real life, I don't know how we would make it that long. But he goes twenty days, and then he starts hallucinating. So there's this scene uh, that uh, Joe, you can get into with the uh, parents, where he it, it almost seems like everything's back to normal. They come home. It's interesting, like. This is an interesting movie because there are some very funny parts like there's and and not funny like on purpose like they're trying to be comedic but like uh, just situationally funny. Sure. Dark humor. Dark humor. There's also some gut punches like there's a there's a there's a few times where that happens where so like Kevin's talking about in this scene where he starts hallucinating he thinks that he's everything's okay like his family comes home and 
you know, the mom is kind of like giving him a hug and embracing him. And then we realize like he snaps out of it and realizes that there's nothing there and that they're gone. Uh, and I think this is when he hears the messages. He's still, I mean, he's still holding out hope that his family's still alive, but it, I mean, let's be honest, like we're in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. Um, so I think he starts hearing messages from his, uh, mom and he can hear them die. Like he hears his parents and Maybe. sister. Um, yeah, I mean, that's when he's dangling out the window doing that whole selfie stick thing. Okay. Okay. He doesn't know what's happened to them, but he hasn't heard from them. Yeah, that was like 10 days earlier. And you hear them, they're like, oh, we're at your dad's work. It's safe. But then you hear like, ah, screams, and you don't know what happens to them. So they could be alive. They could not. But he goes 10 more days without hearing from anyone. And he has no food. He has no water. There's all zombies outside. He can't get out to go get supplies. Or at least he isn't hasn't found the strength yet to do that. And so he decides to hang himself. And he does like he's hanging there and he just kind of gives up and there's a little laser pointer. And I was like, oh, man, the the army showed up. That's always a good thing. I thought it was going to be another person with a gun, like try like thinking he was a zombie, because I think you're supposed to think not a living dead. Yeah, like the laser pointer is a gun. But really, he's got this neighbor across the street that's shining a laser pointer. She's been watching like her surroundings. She's very observant. <laughs> and like, she, she keeps calling him an idiot. And that's like, she's oh. the one that keeps questioning, you know, is this right. guy really you been is her name? She, yes. she's, she's you know what would be really... a, a great sequel to this movie is just the same movie but from her POV. It's a perfect <laughs> it's a perfect movie. Yeah. Like it, yeah, because be I want to know the story with the guy that's tied up in her apartment. I'm guessing that's a family member. Was he tied up? I thought he no. was a, that was a zombie that made it through the door and she yeah. had created a booby trap out of that chair. It was a trap. Where she had yeah. sharpened all the legs of the okay. chair so when it came in, it would like drop down and hit you. I know if okay. you're into old time castle stuff, there's a name for that, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, but, we'll just call uh, it a trebuchet because that's the only thing I can think of. Sure. I know it's not, but yeah. <laughs> sounds good. That's a yeah. castle term. Now say it in it's Korean, a... fancy pants. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I think, yeah, I took it as that guy had broke through the door and, okay. and it got him. Not that yeah. she had a pet. Okay. Zombie. I could see, yeah, I could see that. I, I just didn't, I didn't know. I, the way he was tied up made me think like, oh, she's trying to keep this guy alive until, you know, they can find a cure and then she eventually finds that she can't. But I guess I thought maybe a little too far into it. We saw one scene where she just had, you see the trap of the chair with yeah. all okay. the pointed and legs pointing towards the door. And then Before, she's talking okay. to him, right? I think she hears a sound. She turns away from the window, and the next one is like she's sharpening up her hatchet to go yeah. take care okay. of the visitor. See, I was I was reading. That was the problem. I was reading. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> it was like Ghostbusters. See? We See? got one. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. Okay. So, but yeah. So she she sees him, and she's like, "No." She she starts shining the laser pointer, and I think he thinks that he's going to get shot or something, and so he tries to get down real quick, but then he realizes this laser pointer is spelling things based on the decorations around his house. Why would getting right? shot? want him to like oh no i might get shot i should stop killing myself, <laughs> well, that, well, myself. <laughs> no because that, that's another person that could save him i think he's like oh god there are oh, there is someone yeah. else so don't shoot like i don't want to kill myself if i can be rescued like like joe said if it's military with a gun and a laser pointer then you're like oh no no no, let me get down real quick um but but she ends up i think spelling out idiot like you're stupid don't hang yourself yeah like right, by right. pointing at things on the wall with <laughs> yeah. the laser. i thought that was that was clever that was I, that, he's spelling that it was out. the only time where i wish it was in english just so like because it didn't it doesn't really work the same way in the translation right. since I but don't. But he says it. He reads it out loud. Uh, like he does, but it would have yeah. been cooler to be able to like play that sure. puzzle with 
what she was doing. Well, as then a you remake this. And I'll America get right time. on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then they kind of start this uh, relationship, not really, but like friendship from across the way. Well, first or seven com- o'clock. <laughs> yeah, right. And then, he, of course, he sleeps through it. He passed out drunk. Uh, which that's true, which also gives you an idea of like how kind of dumb he is. Yeah. Where the first person he beats is this, you know, not that this matters, but a pretty girl. And she says, be here at seven o'clock. We got to play it cool, he, you know. To- yeah. You, right, yeah, you never up, show up on time. Never show up desperate. Yeah, you show up like half hour late. <laughs> That's not, you know. And here Cynthia is looking at us like like she looked at him. <laughs> <idiots. Dopes>. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yes, you guys are quite the ladies men. <laughs> Uh, so he, you know, he gets back up and at 11 o'clock and of course he's very apologetic and she's giving him the guff about being there at seven o'clock. I love how he, he tries to play it so cool because, you know, he sees this pretty girl and he's like trying to impress her and, and he, she just points at her watch and he's like, I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then he starts talking to himself and he's like, oh, you're so stupid. You're an idiot. And you see her, she always has these binoculars and she can like, at this point before they can communicate she's like reading his lips and she's just like what is this moron what? doing he, she's <laughs> like what an idiot <laughs> so fine like just to speed through their little relationship is they start communicating via like um uh, tech like giant texts where like they're texting to each other like so that they can see they're it. like writing on boards and holding yeah basically them up, like, dawn of the, like the yeah. Zack snyder's dawn of the dead yeah um so finally they decide, I think he gets out. Does he get out and go to the neighbor's place? No, the, so the first thing is that uh, they have to create a zip line because she's trying to send him food. He's out of food and water. Right. And so right, she right, tries right. to throw a baseball across the complex. Which is but just it's just hilarious. But it's, it's way too far. But the bad I like her thing, optimism, though. Yeah. 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 Like, I've got a pretty good arm. And I was looking at that and I was like, yeah. I couldn't throw a baseball across that thing. That's impossible. Especially with the height you'd have to throw it to land on right. his floor at that distance. But anyway, the bad thing about that is this baseball is all tied up to this, to like a, a pretty strong rope or line of some sort. And then what they say in in the movie is that the zombies also retain their skills so they're not the stupid zombies that are you know come back to life these are people that are infected and yes they have these cannibalistic and and violent tendencies but they still kind of remember what they used to do so they'll show up at work they'll do some of the same things and so a firefighter that you can presume came from that fire truck that crashed in the beginning he he finds this line and he starts climbing up the building yeah. Uh, you know, because he has those skills of, of rescuing people. And so he's going to climb his way up and he ends up like pulling the, is it the weight of that pulls the table like, and it hits uh, the female character, Ben, uh, Ubin, Ubin, Ubin. It, it hits her and knocks her out. And so now this guy's climbing up and we've got uh, Jun Wu is like, he, he's helpless. He, he so he goes and like gets beer bottles, tries to throw them again. He can't quite make it. <laughs> well, this this is, so this is where she chops the guy's arm off. Well, and, and so he gets his drone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And tries. Oh, that's to, right. That's he right. tries to attack. The last thing he can do is like, well, how can you reach reach him? And so he tries to attack the guy with a drone, and the guy ends up just taking it and crushing it or whatever. But she out of nowhere pops. You know, she wakes back up and she gets the hatchet, and then that's where uh, the guy's holding out with one arm and she chops it off and it's just hanging there. A really cool. That's look. a good. That's a good shot. It where is. like it, it's shot from above, so it's just like you're focused on the the guy falling to the ground. 
Like and that's it's just a cool little and you see the arm from thing. her POV and then it loses its grip and falls down. Like it, it's a really Plop. cool looking visual. He's a zombie Buster Bluth. <laughs> yeah, he is now. Yeah, right. But he ties. <laughs> so he ends up. He uses his drone to tie the line across, which may that's have right, happened right. before this. But any event, he uses the drone, which she thought was pretty ingenuitive, and uh, that's how they start sending food back and forth. Uh, and so they create this little zip line, and she has a cooler. So she shoves it one way and sends him like some food and water, and 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 he starts like gobbling it down. And nothing and, like so peanut butter and whiskey. What sounds? What's the lovely. deal with the eating and drinking in this movie? I the movie agree becomes with a rom com, but doesn't the movie also become a rom com during this thing? <laughs> a little there's bit. Like a, there's like a it be, they do like a split screen. Yeah, and they're having the cute little. Um, Oh, they're the eating the same foods, and so oh, it. you know they they love this. It was very cute, but I I, I was like, oh, I okay, just like new movie. It was like their food was made entirely out of microphones. Did <laughs> there, oh. they definitely focused it was on so loud? There was a lot of slurping. With the there was slurping, a lot of slurping and the like, and when they would swallow, you could like it's like they put the mic right <laughs> on their Adam's apples, even if they didn't have one. And it was <laughs> oh my god, it was driving me crazy. Oh, I yeah. didn't know. Like I was oh. watching with headphones, I didn't, I didn't notice that it was brutal. It, oh. was, it was brutal, but it I was, like it. I, I I liked the stylized the the nature of the relationship because you the movie starts out with him being so alone, and then yeah. he finds out he has another person in the same situation, and you know she thinks he's kind of stupid. He obviously is attracted to her and is nervous and like trying to act cool and everything. And so you get this nice moment where they're like, "Well, let's have some ramen," and they're in their separate apartments, but it does a split screen, and so it was uh, a ramen com. It, it was, was a ramen. There com. it is. See, you got a ramen zom, a, a rom zom com. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, so they they're eating together but separately, and so he's like, "Add this." And she's like, "Why would you add this?" And he's like, "You know," and talking to himself, and she can't hear him. He's like, "But what, I can't believe she makes it without this." And she's like, "I can't believe he does this." And she adds sesame oil, and then he's like, "I wish I had some sesame oil or whatever." Like, right. so they're they're bonding separately and together through the the eating. And I thought it was a really nice moment where they just learn more about each other and can kind of spend that time together. And so I it wasn't it wasn't completely a tonal shift to me because the movie had those comedic elements like Joe said. If this movie was completely serious and then busted into a rom-com, it'd be one thing, but the thing is that Jun Woo is goofy and and just kind of a, a dope in a lot of the movie that builds up to this so it seemed to kind of fit the profile well plus i mean as soon as they introduce another character and it's a female of roughly the same age it's i mean the writing's kind of on the wall yeah sure. you know, uh, unless on some level they, right now he's got to go get the supplies right so she says that the eighth floor is clear there's nobody on the eighth floor you're we should go up there and we have probably have a better uh chance of survival we're higher we have a better vantage point but before he goes to the eighth floor that's where he gets all the climbing stuff right so he goes to his the yeah. the neighbors and he and the walkie talkies uh, so they can mm-hmm. finally talk right yeah. so again we've got a pretty good zombie attack here where he's trying to like sneak through this apartment uh there's no he i guess there's some of these doors are locked but some of them aren't and they have like a weird switch on them well just like i mean just like any apartment complex he's looking for doors that are left unlocked and some of the locks are digital to where once you open them like i have one at my house where just for safety like you put in a code or unlock it but after 30 seconds it locks itself again 
Oh, so sure, that's sure. the kind that you see that locks itself, but they I, don't okay. all have the same locks. My takeaway Didn't... from this movie was that Korean apartment doors are on point. Like, <laughs> they, those were great doors. I mean, those were yeah. like solid metal doors. Mm-hmm. Nobody right. was getting through. <laughs> I was like, hat tip. What were you saying? Didn't he, he he dug the the key fob right out of the the neighbor's? Pocket. Oh, that's right. Is that what that right. was? Yeah, he because yeah. it was the it was the guy that he that he fought yes. in the beginning. He dies in the hallway because he got attacked. He he fished through his pockets to pull out the key to get into the apartment. Oh, so okay. she yeah, I, she's okay. totally right. That makes sense. I didn't I didn't realize what I that was that, that he had pulled out of there, but yeah. that makes sense. So he goes over there, and we realize that the the brother that was previously mentioned earlier. Uh, was like a climber, so he's got like this really dope jacket, and uh... and I love that. I I love that moment too because it just shows you how dopey Jun Woo is. Like he's just like, oh sweet, this jacket is awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like trying it on and zipping it up and checking himself out in it. It's obvious this high end, like uh, some kind of a North Face, or you know, their equivalent of like a fancy outdoors jacket. And he's like, yeah, this is awesome. So he puts it on, right. which is good for protection too. But I think in his mind, he's like, this is yeah. In Korea, I don't think anything North is very good for branding. <laughs> <laughs> Call me crazy, South Butt. But yeah, but I like I like that uh, you know th- th- he's thinking, oh, this is stylish, but really it's added layers of protection. So he is. St- ignorantly protecting yeah. himself with the extra he, he sh- he's shaggy he's doing a shaggy from scooby-doo yes. where he just happens to like yeah. oh this worked out anyway but I, this is a creepy scene i think the horror is really good in this movie the uh-huh. the slow burn the the tension builds up and then he sees this dead body in the bed that he's been sneaking around and trying to avoid and he pulls the covers off and sees it's a woman and she's like she's dead she's not coming to life or anything but then the guy that lives in the apartment ends the up brother bursting in and attacking which is a great jump scare and i do like that he's using the i'm assuming it's, yeah. it's the girlfriend he, or sister or whatever yeah I using like her body as like a deflector yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here bite this don't bite me bite this one yeah uh so he gets out of there and there i think there's another uh attack inside the apartment like he they realize they've got to get out of this apartment well, he sends her the walkie-talkie through the zip line like sends her the nutella i think because he gets he loves that there's nutella that's that, a great line yeah. where she's like eh, it was all right he's like why did i why send did it I to you send you the nutella and i do like that he has has no idea how to use a walkie-talkie so she's just like i can hear you he's like yeah mumbling under his breath but it's still pressing the button down right, uh, right but that's great but it's a really nice moment too in the rom-com aspect of it too where she's like thank you for sending me the delicious food like there's some really nice moments between them and and their relationship is growing but they realize they got to get out of there when i think now the zombies don't they I try think to one attack attacks her? her place and then one attacks his place well, did they ever explain why when they thought it was raining, right? It was just the zombies stomping through the break. They all start rushing into the building mm-hmm. and they no, were stomping they and vibrating that. and they never explained why the zombies started running. I thought into it was the all building. the all the noise they were making. I thought they were eventually the zombies because they're not the stupid zombies. These two are making noise doing different things. And I think at that point she had already knocked over like there was just a smaller group that found their way to her place but i think they were already inside because right when that happened that's when they both hit the floor and then she knocked something over okay and then he called the the apartment next door as the zombies but i don't think they explained why they suddenly started so if he could call the apartment next to her right why couldn't he call her apartment (laughs) 
That's a that's a good point. I, I mean, I think at that point, I yeah, I guess he didn't when he know did, number, When he but... did that, I was just like, well, then why was it? Why do we have walkie talkies? Why are we writing <laughs> right. on boards? Why are we spelling out messages? That's with a good point. Call her apartment. I mean, he had to get her number, but once he got it, yeah. But he, yeah. but if he knew if he if he knew the apartment next door's number, no, he I didn't mean, know that until he could to... talk to her. But he had to get her number. But yes, he could have called her once. Oh, got sure, it. sure, sure. But I'm saying at first you had to communicate. So no, it's a it's a valid point for sure. But the main thing is, is that they do all start rushing, like Cynthia said, for whatever reason. Yeah. I took it as they both were making noise, just doing interacting, and eventually, you know, a couple zombies went there, a few went there, and then they all started leading them there. And right, that's the, the to me that's the scariest part about a zombie, right? Is not is not the one or the two. you could probably fight off one or two, right? It's the it's the horde mentality, right? They all which start. the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead nails, mm-hmm. and I, I quit watching the I quit watching that show five seasons ago, right? But the one thing they always did really well is like if if one or two of them hear you, mm-hmm. like you're in trouble because now you're gonna have seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty of them, which is get bigger and bigger. So like that is that to me is the scariest part of a zombie is like once one is on you, you're in trouble. Right, but she ends and- up pulling. Back to the phone thing real quick. It might work. Like, I don't... And, and again, this could be a cultural thing, but just, like, maybe uh, their their apartment works more like a hotel complex where, like, if you know a room number, you can call it. Um, That's what I, I think, yeah. Yeah, I just... I don't think apartments like that work... I don't think apartments work like that in America, but maybe Oh, they work certainly like that not. There. No, but yeah. no, over there, yeah, I mean, I... I don't think, I mean, again, we don't know enough about the culture, but I think in the show, he clearly is like, what's the room number? And then calls yeah. it. So I, I I was thinking there's a way that they can intercommunicate between the complex. but like, a, like Almost like an intercom system. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, it's less a phone number than an intercom where you can buzz right. the other unit from your phone or whatever. But anyway, um, she ends up pulling a shaggy of her own where you know they're trying to hide. <laughs> and of course, she knocks over a bookcase and starts making noise. He saves her by doing the whole phone call apartment thing. But they realize that they've got to get up to the eighth floor, like Joe was saying. And so they devise this plan where, I mean, and she is a bad ass. Yes. I loved the scene where she repels out of her apartment and starts. Well, that's, we get we get a little bit of a backstory about her where she's afraid of heights. And the guy's like, but you live on like the fifth floor. She's like, well, it's a new thing. And we find out that she was a climber as well. Mm-hmm. Is that she le- And so she's got all this climbing gear to, to back to Kevin. It's like she starts, she hooks up like a, a rope and starts repelling. Uh, immediately down to the ground level. I loved this scene. Were you guys? I was just yeah. like, yeah. I mean, yeah, this she is the, like. I think this was the best scene in the movie. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. She, she is, finds her chi. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she is one with the force, and the force is with. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, it is awesome. It's like this. I, I don't want to say like one shot, but it looks like one fluid scene yeah. where she repels off. She's got her like Lara Croft. Uh, you know, cliffhanger type uh, axe thing, and she is swiping zombies. Uh, Did you say cliffhanger? Yeah, like her. Is in like the Sylvester Stallone movie? No, cliff, like yeah, like, like mountain like climbing. The hang on. Oh, cliffs. I was like, that's a that's a that's a good pull. But that's Kevin. what they. Well, yeah, for but they use that for climbing mountains. Yeah, <laughs> no, totally. So, totally. so, but if you play the Tomb Raider games, you know that's Lara Croft's. At least in the new game, that's her weapon. So. uh but the choreography is really good, and they keep it exciting because she's fighting off zombies. But she does something. She goes through a car. I've never seen this move done in a That's zombie a good movie. Move. I like that. She a lot. opens the door and then leads them into the car, kind of traps them in there, and goes out the other side. I thought that was cool. Um, but the choreography all looks very fluid and and very good. But eventually, I mean, to Joe's point earlier, 
yeah, she's taking him out. She's a badass, but they there's too many of them. And what's really cool is out of nowhere, you know, off screen, Jun Woo comes in and he ends up, he found the courage to go down and save her. Right. And he leads her into his building. Yes. So they, they get into his building. Uh, and then, of course, now the, the zombies are just bouncing themselves off the glass, trying to get them <laughs> and get, get into the apartment. Uh, they get up to the eighth floor, but everything's locked. And I was... The, to Cynthia's point, like now there, there's an entire horde on the eighth floor. Mm-hmm. Like that, I feel like that moves pretty quick. Well, there was no one. Here's the thing: now that we know, what we know there was no one up there. But these zombies, they learn and they follow the noises, and they they're smart enough to be able to find where people are. Well, yeah. all of a sudden, there is someone on the eighth floor, and that is who led them up there. Oh, there was no one there. Now we've got someone, and they followed him. I gotcha. Okay, because because. That's why she keeps saying the there was nobody was empty. here. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's that your makes first sense. clue that, sense. that even though this guy that ends up saving them because zombies show up and they start attacking them, this guy throws like smoke bombs, smoke and, gr- bombs yeah. and, and, and pulls them into his apartment. But he seems like, you know, he's got everything together, like a good guy, but she keeps saying, she's like, there was no one here. She, she's been using her binoculars and looking and she would have known if this guy was moving the curtains or, you know, right. any movement. She never trusted him, right? No, no, no not at all. It was, it was the dum dum. It was the dum dum mm-hmm. who told her to drink the water. It yeah. was the dum dum. Oh, well, right. And the water wasn't. <laughs> po- that's the thing. They did the old switcheroo on you because this guy, he's like, you don't have to thank me, but she's she has the revolver at this point, right? And she's pointing a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, which the revolver? That was. I should say. There's two issues I have with the movie. He shoot the a cop. Lot. The <laughs> the cop loaded two bullets and then dropped it while he was trying to reload it. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, she, she didn't get dro- those bullets in there. No, no, no. She, she did two. not. John, she did not know John Wick reloading procedures. No. <laughs> yeah. But wait, that that's completely believable. She was scared. No way she'd reload that gun. But she picks up two bullets off the ground and does load them. And I was pretty sure she fired one at a zombie. There should be one bullet left in that gun. Yeah, I was. Gun... I was trying to count. The, I don't. I don't know if they ever showed exactly how many bullets she managed to shove into the gun. She picked up two real quick and was just. I thought like, she boop, was. Boop. I thought she was trying. She was getting them out of her pocket or something. Those two she so picked she, up off the ground. She dropped. Cause, yeah, because I think June eventually um, two bullets got fired in the apartment. It's a full. He fires six, I think, like it's full. Yeah, and then that's that's the problem. So any, that didn't quite lead up, but we'll get there later. But she's aiming the gun at the guy, and he's like, "Just tell her to stop pointing the gun at me." And he invites them in, gives them food and drink. Uh, she, because she's smart, is like, "Don't drink the water." And and this guy is like, "Oh, I get it. You know, you want to be safe. Totally understandable." He drinks the water, so it's safe for both them. But then it's the he, food. The food is drugged. Yeah, but I thought they opened the cans. I thought they opened the cans themselves because it was the tasty old spam. They did, and then they there was did, the canned corn. They did, but somehow they were cans. But somehow well, he could have, maybe them. it was in the was it in the glasses. Maybe spam just does that to you. No, spam will do that to you. <laughs> I I am I am in Hawaii. I am born here. It is tasty fried. Spam is it? can be very tasty. Raw out of the can is nasty. Yeah, I've heard that that is a, that is a, a fond food in Hawaii. Fun, but it's well okay. So consider it the equivalent of your white bread, your Wonder Bread, with like peanut butter and jelly, right? I think yeah. if you eat that now, it's pretty uh, awesome. It's not the same. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, it's, it's garbage. Great. It is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> this has been called tips. From hobo, Cynthia. hobo. So what, I'm just curious. Any any insight as to why that's popular in Hawaii? Like what? Uh, it was the that? rations during the war. We, okay. Um, 
we had very limited supplies and spam was one of the very uh was pretty much uh readily available easy to ship and so we yeah, yeah we all grew up so my dad always ate spam so we used to grow up and that's what we used to have for breakfast mm-hmm. you can now if you go to like 7-eleven they have spam musubi which is basically spam, uh, spam rice and then wrapped with uh seaweed hmm that's funny. Like, I, like in a good way. That's like, funny. How it's that... in all the Seven Elevens. It's in like That's all the Seven Eleven convenience stores, and it's just like a snack that you just take for lunch. It's funny how things like that'll stick. Like my my family, they would always make something called bologna salad. Which oh God, is disgusting! <laughs> like I've never eaten it ever since I was a little kid. I took one whiff of that, and I was like, "No, that's a non-starter." <laughs> and and like. But like the like I so I we're Irish so like you know there's a million of us I have like liter- potato famine I literally have forty first cousins just on my dad's side and <laughs> and uh and like they were talking about one time and one of the other cousins was like you know we only eat this because it was like what poor people ate and you just still <laughs> enjoy it they're like we had no money like that like my grandparents like they had like ten kids and they're like we had no money. And like that was something cheap they figured out how to make, and you just still have a taste for it, but it's <sighs> disgusting. Make no mistake. <laughs> it's like brown. It's like Braunschweiger. Right? I My, same thing, right? Oh, like God, it's so that's what gross. Dog. I'm such a weird eater, <laughs> but I love Braunschweiger. And are you serious? I, what they train dogs with is Braunschweiger. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> I know. If I had never eaten it and somebody put it in front of me today, I would be like, yeah. go F yourself. But I ate it when I was a kid. and but I, only I like, definitely ate it as a kid. I only like um, a certain brand thing. of it. Yeah. Same, same thing with us. But that was my grandparents are in Fresno. And that was just kind of a – that was a treat that they always had with crackers and wheat thins or something that like was that. The, that was the treat. Man, that, that, yeah. that is garbage. <laughs> uh, so Lord. anyway, so he, he ends up drugging them and we find out like he – he drags her into the other room, and I'm like, "Uh, this is not." Oh yeah, we're gonna. Good. What was the? What was that one he, that we he watched? He has the with cigarette of evil, right? So once yeah. he lights up that that evil cigarette, you know that he's gonna turn do the character yeah. turn. But what he, was the? What was the one we saw with the guy? Uh, it was the, dang it! It was Jane Levy, uh, by the guy that did the original, the Evil Dead remake. So oh, the evil. So it was the Evil Dead. Oh. It was the. Uh, it was the other one. It was the next one he did where they break into the house. Of Stephen Lang. Oh, don't was breathe. That, oh, breathe. The, don't yeah, breathe. don't breathe. Don't breathe. Turkey I was baster? like, oh, man. Yes. Yes. Oh. I was like, oh, no. We're going to get another don't breathe. It's going to be terrible. I, so my stepdaughter loves horror movies, right? And so she's yeah. always looking for like, oh, can I watch this? Can I watch that? And I was like, oh, yeah, that one's fine. Totally forgetting about the <laughs> you, turkey baster. Oh, the turkey and I, baster. I come home and my wife and stepdaughter are like, what the holy hell did you have this watch? I was like, what? What's yeah. matter? Uh-huh. It's, it's Spider-Man 3 all over again. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Different kind of dance, though. Right. Yeah, right, yeah. So so they, he drags her into the room. I'm like, oh, my God, what is he going to do? But he ends up just tying her up there, and she she wakes up, and we see that he's got a zombie on a leash that's going wife. out the door. Yeah. And we find out that it's his wife and he's keeping her alive and she hasn't eaten. And so he ended up trying to trap them. He's trying to keep his wife alive and some sick hope or fantasy that she would ever be able to become normal again or whatever. And so, uh, June Wu wakes up and he has to basically reason with, try to reason with him and save, uh, you Bin from this attack. There are so many callbacks to, 
uh, other zombie movies. This is he's like his wife is Ed, right? Oh, true. Yeah, you know she's. But there's also a. I mean, if you've never seen the movie, I think it's Zombie or Zombie Two. Uh, it's Z O M B I. Like mm-hmm. that's it's a it's a Italian zombie movie. Okay. By uh, and I think it's Fulci. I think directed it. But there's a scene where a zombie has a woman's head and is like inching it towards this shard of glass, right? Mm-hmm. And you assume as an American film goer, you're like something's gonna stop. But they never cut away from this scene. It is it is her eyeball and this shard of glass, and it's slow. Oh. It's not. And it's and it happens on screen. You watch it happen. There's a scene in this one where he's looking through a peephole, and it's the same angle. It's the same shot. Oh, you thought same... it was going to happen. I didn't know, but I was like, <laughs> it's a nice callback. Like it's a, yeah. that's a pretty famous zombie scene. Gotcha. But there's just it's. There are a lot of homages to pretty much all of the big zombie movies in sure. this movie, which I appreciate. Like they're not. This director is a first-time director, and I think he did amazing. He did a short called Jin. Right. Okay. That yeah. I tried to find, but I was like, I can't. I couldn't find it anywhere. But yes. But for a the first fact feature, that this is a first-time director is impressive. This is a very competent film. It's a great-looking film. I thought the character development, the pacing, everything about this story. I mean, I was digging it the whole time. Uh, so, I mean, hats off to him. Uh, well, Joe, just real quick, uh, if you really want to film nerd out, that eyeball thing is uh, that's taken. Uh, my guess is from a there's a like a Franco-Spanish film. From a, like from the twenties or thirties called oh is that what that's from called Unshin Andalu oh. using my film studies Ooh, class now excuse and, me and and there's a scene where they like slice somebody slice an eyeball open oh. like and you see it close up and it's like yeah. it's just some weird art house before there were art house experimental kind of film with all these sorts of weird gross things that they're oh. showing I think there's like rotting meat with maggots and then they just cut to the, somebody taking a razor oh. blade yeah. I hate yeah. that that stuff. was oh. that was the scene that turned me off Eli Roth is he does that in Hostel and I was like you know what I'm done yeah. like I don't need anything more from this guy ever again I mean I'm I'm fine with horror movies especially the really good ones like we've had recently or the classics like Halloween and all that but I don't need to see eyeballs getting cut it's eyeball this. horror I think it's the eyeball <laughs> stuff any, any just... of that stuff is so okay Gross. so any, anyway she ends up uh, because she is a badass she ends up uh, like covering the zombie's head and uh, with a good move that's the, a great move yeah the guy opens the door because he doesn't hear anything but then the wife ends up attacking him him and she kills him Women. and then this is where <laughs> jun Wu has a fully loaded gun somehow and is able to fire two more shots here to kill them both she gives him the go-ahead like yeah do it and there's two more bullets fired yeah and, and so then, but but they and then they think there's a third one in there because basically it's interesting that they incorporate what i assume is korean culture where because she has dishonored herself by killing this the man like she's like i have to die like no it's kind of, i don't just, i think no, they, just, I think no, they no. gave up i think she last was, result was that what it was up. yeah like yes. they, think, they, oh. they 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 just know they're about to get overwhelmed by zombies yeah. and they don't have the means to fight them off and she doesn't want to become a zombie i don't think it has yeah. anything okay to do with that. okay that makes a lot more sense yeah she didn't want to die alone so you finally have someone else that if you don't die alone, I think in that point she also they just gave up hope. She, she, yeah. yeah, she says we're, she says to him like we're alive, you know, and they keep they harken back, and that's what the movie's called alive. They're like we're alive. It's called hashtag alive, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, Get it right. But so she says we're hashtag alive, and you know we've hashtag survived this whole time. Or for together. our older listeners, pound sign 
pound, <laughs> pound key, pound star key. Yeah. So, uh, so they, yeah, she's about to kill herself. And much like the scene where, um, you know, the hanging scene, uh, they all hope is lost. Oh, no, but that's what the roof, right? We're yes. jumping into the so roof. What, they what say happened, we got to get to the roof. He says, yeah. the guy says, did, I, I just assumed you knew about the, the helicopters. And they're like, what are you talking about? They're like, yeah, haven't you been watching the news? And they're like, no, we haven't seen anything. So after all of this goes down, they hear choppers. He sees them. He looks outside. But they're going away. They're like heading way past them. So they get to the roof to try to flag down any this other is a, choppers. This is a Day of the Dead callback. Okay. Because in Day of the Dead, your main characters actually fly a chopper and go to uh, like parts of the city and and start yelling for people to like come to us and then of course there's none left but honestly i mean how many zombie movies have probably flown choppers to re- I but, mean, that's but I'm, like i mean a... like choppers looking for survivors yeah i just mean but i'm just saying like to, to add to the callbacks i'm sure it is a callback but right it's also like they're in buildings and how do you like choppers rescuing people you know what totally I mean? totally probably, yeah, i get it but i'm just saying like it was it was a nice callback but the zombies start overwhelming them on the roof and this is why she's just like i mean there's no other we can either jump and fall to our deaths or we've got the gun and so they're gonna kill themselves but then they back to the future it they dock brown yeah. it the choppers <laughs> come vertically up from out of camera view to the top of the building and you've got soldiers with their rifles and they're mowing down all the zombies and they get them on the helicopter and they narrowly escape it's kind of low for an apartment complex that looks like it's about 10 stories tall right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right 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 yeah but it was because right, right. they wanted to dock brown it that's the only yeah. reason it would come from below like that but uh but then they're rescued and then i do like the 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 callback to the beginning of the movie where he hashtags himself on social media and it turns out that is how the military is tracking down survivors is they're like geotagging it where they're like where did that originate from where did he Mm -hmm. post from and they're going to those spots looking for survivors and they pop up like that's kind of yeah all over that's kind of an ingenious thing in 2020 that nobody's used yet it's modern it's social exactly... media saves everyone yeah. right sure it's so it does. good yeah, okay. always, yeah. Great. Always, always. except <laughs> but, for democracy so they, they do that and they go back to his original post that we saw him make and he's like he's like what does he say must i must survive i must survive, I must survive. which is so, what they should have called this movie and i'm, I'm wondering if it's <laughs> oh. maybe in yeah, like it's the mom says that to him that you must survive. He says, "No, it's totally what they should have called this movie. Alive is lame. It's a lame time, and there's already a movie called Alive. It, well, that's, sure, that's pretty well known. So, can we ba- can we backpedal when? Sure. You know when when the military right when they jump into the helicopter. Yeah. Did them did those military guys not want to give those two kids a little medical check just to make sure before they turn their back on them that they have been killed on? Yeah, They're very true. trusting. They they did immediately jump in the in the helicopter like yeah man you're good to go. Did you want like, a two hour movie librarian <laughs> or did you want a ninety okay, minute movie? So I'm glad I have, you, I'm, I have so many nitpicks. But I'm, I'm glad you said it. that. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, go, I mean, get, list them off if you want to. This is oh. the time to do it. Well, did you remember the credits? The I opening credit credits. scene. Yeah, oh. what, what about it? It is bonkers. It's like a Bond theme. It's like this musical <laughs> oh, theme. <yeah. laughs> it's like super arty and creative. I liked it a lot. Pumping. I liked it a lot. It's cool. But I wonder <laughs> if that was like Netflix money that they pumped in. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. They. It was uh, very much a, um, what is it? Is it Seven that does the weird... Uh, 
um, credits to where it's like weird. You're oh, seeing weird yeah. body parts and creepy horror and stuff. And you've got like Trent Reznor, like Nine Inch Nails music. Like it was very much in that. Maybe I'm not thinking of the right movie. I think it's Seven that does the. I don't think it's Seven. It's been a long time. Since I'm pretty seen sure seven. it's Nine Inch Nails over the opening credits of Seven. Oh no, that would make sense because Reznor. Is, but was he working with him back? I don't think he was working with Reznor. I think he Res- was. I don't think he uh, it was Nine Inch if Nails. He, he wasn't scoring it. It was Nine Inch Nails. It wasn't Trent Reznor, but it was Nine Inch Nails. He went on. Now you're right, Tom. Is it's closer? It's the song closer. Starting with social media, I think starting now starting with social media, starting with the social network. Yeah, is when he started working hardcore with Reznor and Atticus Ross. And and they have done everything that he's done since then. But I'm pretty sure it's Nine Inch Nails Closer that plays over the credits of Seven, and they're doing all the creepy imagery. But I anyway, think you're right. But that movie Seven it. is a very creepy, and even though it's not zombies, I feel so like good. this was kind of going for that uh, atmosphere. That Reznor just got an Emmy too for uh, Watchmen. Watchmen music. Yeah. Nice. Watchmen music. So good. Yeah. Great show. So yeah, good. I don't think it is. I'm looking at the soundtrack. Like what you. What you're remembering is Nine Inch Nails, I think, was Gravity Kills, which is a local band out of St. Louis, believe it or not, okay. coincidentally. But Gravity but, Kills is a Nine Inch Nails knockoff, right? Band. And they sound and, yes. they, and the song oh, okay. "Guilty" is in Seven. Oh, maybe that's what and, it is then. Okay, yeah. It, but um, but at least I'm looking at the soundtrack, and unless it was in the opening credits, but not in the soundtrack. But right. uh, oh, hang on. Hang on, nope, nope, I take that back. It says the opening credit music is splice sample of an uncredited remix of Closer from Nine Inch Nails. So, Boom. Yeah. But they're Ooh, not, yeah. but, but yeah, because I remember like Gravity Kills was, I mean, just sounded so much. Yeah. Thank like, you, thank I went you. to high like school with some of those guys. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And the, that, the, the urge and Gravity Kills went the guys with the CBC. Yeah. That opening scene is awesome. Is yeah. And that Gravity Kill song is great, even though it's a total. They've got two. They've got two good songs. Yeah. <laughs> Go look at the opening title credits to Seven, and you'll see the creepiness with the closer. It's, it's really good. But what else did you have, Cynthia? Um, I never actually understood the rules of the zombies. Do, well, you remember when they, they dragged the police, the lady cop? Yeah. That, that's what they like to lady be called, cop. right? Lady cops. <laughs> lady cops. <Yeah>. When, <laughs> yep, yep. That goes over real well in roll call. Yeah. <laughs> when, they, when they dragged the lady cop away, I assumed she was going to get dismembered and chomped up. But we saw her like two minutes later kind of just looking nibbled upon. Yeah, because there was a huge crowd of zombies that was going to eat her. Right. Essentially. So basically, so- yeah, that's, I was wondering. I You make a very good point. As I was in the same boat, I was like, so are they just trying to turn people and then set them loose? Or so, right. And then the fat. The fat zombie. Uh, and they like to be referred to as overweight zombies. <laughs> they they plus size zombie. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the big and tall. Big and tall. The plus size zombie dragged out the neighbor zombie and then like <laughs> stomped him. Yeah. Why? Oh, you're right. But then other times the zombies seem to work fine to, as a group. They don't attack one another. So why did well the chunky I, zombie? I, I will say I think the I think the newscast kind of indirectly references that because they say some zombies retain some of their skills and some of, have some degree so of intelligence. So he just didn't some, like that neighbor, and some don't. Maybe, yeah, so, maybe I mean, he had I, a, a problem with the neighbor back when he was alive. Yeah, yeah. I actually like this movie a lot. I have a lot of fun <laughs> watching it the second time. <laughs> yeah. I did think. I mean, um, I've been in lockdown since we our island's been shut down since um, God March. And you have very small amount of cases over there. We saw what was happening with New York, mm-hmm. so we shut down completely, and then we started reopening, and then we immediately became like a super spreader. Right, and we're basically 
you go and then like they're um, they spread it to their 30 family members. Mm -hmm. And Ah. so we've been, it's been pretty bad. So we shut down again. And so we're on, we're at stay at home orders right now. Oh yeah. We've been at stay at home for about two more last two, three weeks. And I'm, I'm essential because you know, I'm, I'm like a police officer. I'm essential. (laughs) So I've been going to work this whole time. But um, and are the libraries still open? We're doing curbside service. Okay, great. That's awesome. Um, so we we were doing front door. We were shut down because the schools are doing the homeschooling mm-hmm. stuff. They're all yeah. pretty much distance learning. So you've got crazed parents yeah. trying to figure out how to do this uh, distance learning stuff. Yeah, let me tell you, it sucks. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. And mine are older, so it's it's a lot easier. Yeah. Just like you got a Chromebook, figure it out. It's called homework. <laughs> like, but if they're younger, like Joe's, like I can't even mm-hmm. imagine that would be brutal it's a, it's a train wreck yeah, yeah. so yeah. they uh the very end of the movie though all the his messages he starts getting service because he's up in the air and i'm thinking that he's getting messages from his family like we're cool we're all right hopefully so, or maybe not. I, yeah i think it's like he finally has a signal and they're all just come pouring in from yeah. the last right. so there's hope yeah. there's hope though that people are if he's getting all these messages that people are still alive and there's others out there still and the news i think they says, were mostly just notifications from verizon saying that he missed a payment yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah and we shut your water off the right. water bill see it wasn't yeah. the water shut off to the complex he didn't pay his bill and yes. that's yeah. why i got shut up but yeah I, i'm with cynthia i thought this movie was a lot of fun i i've been I mean, I didn't know that I missed a good zombie movie because we were so inundated with them, but it was a really welcomed return, and I thought it was well-handled, fun, funny, great uh, practical effects. Like, this was a really nice surprise. Yeah, I, I think the the best part about it, though, is it, to me, is a horror movie needs to live in that one, like, hour and a half, hour 45. Yeah, it does not overstay its welcome, that's for Cur- sure. No, it's like an yeah. hour and a half, almost like maybe an hour and 37 and that's where a horror movie needs to live. And I think you can get your story told and it's a perfect time. You know, it's it's a quick watch, you know, and it's on Netflix. So you can just kind of like if you're like Cynthia and you're stuck in the house, it's worth your time to, and to give it a go. And it's you're not going to waste an entire day trying to watch a horror flick. <laughs> Agreed. So, uh, well, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the virtual table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Cynthia, uh, would you like to be found? And if so, where? No, unless you want to look at pictures of my dog or my motorcycle. (laughs) No, you don't want to. But support your public library. They are doing a ton of digital e-stuff and uh, e-reference, e-books, e-databases, uh, comics, magazines, they're all available. Canopy, uh, oh, you can yeah. stream all your movies. So support your if, public library. Yeah, you Kevin talks about that a lot, like especially with some of the, uh, when we were doing the Misbegotten sequels, some of those aren't easy to find. Hoopla and Canopy. It, yeah, they're both great services. A lot of those movies, this, the Misbegotten sequels, especially since the studios don't really care about them because they have almost no value, they're all on Canopy. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, Canopy has all those film festival movies that I will never watch, but you may be interested in. So, and there are some big. They're ones all available there. Yeah, there's some ones great ones there. there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a free. I think you can get ten a month. 
for free. I mean, if you look at that being $6 a digital rental per movie, that's $60 per month you can rent movies right there. Yeah. And uh, if you like, I know that all the different states have different systems and all that, but with St. Louis Library, you have Hoopla too, and then you can rent, like like Cynthia said, there's a database for uh, movies, ebooks, audiobooks even. They have some. Uh, there's a ton of stuff you can do digitally. And then here locally, like with Cynthia's library, they're doing pick up and drop off here, and I'm sure there are other places. So there's still a great way to get a ton of media, and and it's free with your tax dollars. Great usage of your time to plug away. Yes. <laughs> so uh, also, uh, don't forget, you can find the show online, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, wherever you're getting your podcasts from. Be sure and uh, subscribe so you never miss an episode. And, of course, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoiler. So do we have any idea what we're doing next week? Have we talked about that? Yes. The next two weeks. Uh, next week is Enola Holmes. And the week after that is the devil all the time. Well, there we go. Anyway, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Bill Murray isn't infected. Somebody hold me too close. Somebody hurt me too deep. Somebody sit in my chair. And ruin my sleep and make me aware of being alive, being alive. Somebody need me too much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.